Well, welcome back. I'm on an airplane right now, and I'm talking quiet enough that no one can hear me, but somehow this sound is coming through thanks to these Bose headphones. Um, I'm currently on acid, and uh, just, you know, it's a 13-hour flight. I'm on my way to Shanghai, China, and pretty goddamn excited. Uh, well, I'm linking over to Thailand with my boy Steve, who was on the earlier podcast. Um, shit, man, I started this, uh, flight out with some Xanax, as you, you usually do, and I woke up, and there was only about 11 hours left, and I was like, you know, what if I just take some acid, and, uh, let's liven this party up a little bit. I, uh... Being on a long trans-Pacific flight with um, a moderate amount of entertainment leaves you to think about a lot of things, especially when you're on acid. (laughs) Um, I'm fucking excited for Thailand, though. I'm going to meet a monkey again. I'm going to meet an elephant for the first time. And I'm going to meet a tiger who they tell you not to fuck with because they're on drugs. But I'm going to be on drugs too, so it'll even out. I got my drug list ready for uh, the pharmacies there. Let's see, we got amoxicillin because I don't have health insurance. Antibiotics are expensive. Seroquel, which will knock you out for 15 hours straight. And uh, those are, I wish I had that right now. And then um, codeine, just because it's cheap and uh, it's fun. And uh, maybe I'll think of some other things that I can't buy with health insurance. Uh, I was walking into the airport and this um, smelled like cigarettes because this lady was just smoking one. And like, you know that cigarette smokers always, they always hold their cigarette away from them. Like it's your choice to be a cigarette smoker yet you choose to put the cigarette as far away from you as possible. Like, yeah, I I don't really like the smell of it either. You'd fucking deal with it, everyone else in my immediate surroundings. Not a huge fan of cigarette smokers. Not a huge fan of airport security either. I don't have a problem with flying, though. I think every, every time I fly, I just accept that death is a possibility. And that helps me get through it. Like when turbulence starts getting a little heavy, you start feeling that, like your stomach and your chest because you get that little drop. It was like, all right, let's fucking do this, death. Life was good. Let's see what happens. And I think that when you get to that moment of just accepting death in an airplane, there's a sense of peace and tranquility that comes along with it. I probably sound really creepy right now. I'm talking super quiet. And I don't know if people around me can hear me, but whatever, I don't fucking care. But um, the airport security, the, the, my least favorite part about flying is having to take off my shoes. Because I'm 6'3", I gotta reach all the way down there, and then I gotta be without them, and I feel a little off balance. And there's always that 
that one thing in my bag I forgot, so I get the secondary inspection. So I can never just, it's never just like a smooth thing. Actually, that's probably my fault because I'm just like, you know, maybe they don't care about a Bluetooth speaker. And most of the time they don't. But uh, sometimes they're like, I don't know, is this uh, might be a bomb. You seem like it. You don't seem like that kind of guy, but sure. We'll let you go with it. Airplane podcast. I'm trying to keep it moving so I don't have to edit this at all. I'm listening back and the audio is actually really fucking good. It's a lot better than when my uh, last podcast with Niles and because uh, we were using those new microphones. I think it's because I'm always fucking yelling. <laughs> I'm always screaming. Like, this is uncomfortable for me. This is uncomfortable for me. I feel like this is a normal volume to talk, but I need to be like several decibels higher than this to feel like I'm getting my point across. Right now I feel like I'm telling someone a secret. I mean, the only secret here is that I'm on acid. I don't think I want Chinese officials to know about that when I arrive. It's only half a tad too. I'm not like fucking tripping balls. But um, but I'm definitely not gonna fuck a guy this time. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> but I'm probably gonna do a lot of drugs. This is so cheap there. Like, why not? You can just you can just walk into a pharmacy and get anything. Not that you need anything, because you're in a fucking tropical paradise. But I mean, why not try to maximize? every possible pleasurable moment, right? Now, let me tell you about airline food. No, it's, it's actually not that bad. I've, I woke up from my first Xanax nap and they had a little lemon sorbet thing and sitting on my little tray table in front of me. That was a great thing to wake up to. And if you've done Xanax, you know that frozen treats are probably the best compliment to... Um, Alprazolam. Oh, uh, let's see another news. I uh, I listed this watch. <laughs> I sell fake Rolexes on the side here and there, and I listed this watch for sale for a thousand dollars. It's a it's a good replica of a iced out Paytech Philippe, and this guy uh, wanted to offer me a little bit over full price so I knew it was going to be a scam and I'm like sure let's see where he goes with this so he sends me a, a fake PayPal invoice and I'm uh, it's very apparent that it's fake and I was I know how to spot shit like that because it's most of the people doing that are they're just doing it in mass to everyone so they're not putting that much effort into it you know, you only need you only need one to to make it worthwhile. One out of a hundred. If you make a thousand dollars out of a hundred emails, pretty good odds. But uh, I, uh, you know, I want to keep this guy going because I don't like being scammed. <laughs> so I've been telling him for like weeks now I'm gonna ship it. And my original plan was to ship him a bag of 
poop and uh, I didn't get around to it. So I'm paying someone else to do it. And I'm leading him on this whole time. And I'm just keep saying like, oh yeah, I forgot about it. And uh, no, yeah, I'll, I'll get that. And then at one point he, he was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna contact the FBI because you're taking too long. And, uh, oh, sorry, man, just forgot. Just playing stupid and just leading him on longer. Which reminds me of this other time I listed a, a laptop for sale on OfferUp, the same app. You either get scammers or lowballers. So I wrote at the bottom, this laptop is worth like one or $2,000. And I was like, if you lowball me, I'm going to tell you that I agree to your offer. And then I'm going to have you meet me somewhere and I'm not going to be there. So this guy lowballs me. I think he offered me like... 600 bucks for a $2,000 laptop. And I was like, it's brand new though. And I think I think he like lowered it. He was being a dick too. So I gave him a chance. I was like, uh, I'll do 1700 And he's like, nope, take it or leave it. I'm like, all right, sure. So I had him drive like 30 minutes. Had him wait around. And uh, we're texting back and forth the whole time. And uh, he's like, I don't see you. What kind of car are you in? And I'm like, I'm in an uh, 86 DeLorean. <laughs> and he's like, I don't, I don't see you. And I wait a couple of minutes. I'm like, hey, can you do me a favor? Why don't you go back to the ad and reread the posting? And scroll to, make sure you just scroll to the bottom. And I just wait for him to soak it in. And he messages back like, oh, wow, karma's going to get you. And I was like, no, motherfucker. Karma, I am karma. I am the enforcer of karma. And I just got you. You, I gave you what was coming to you. So yeah, I think, I like to think I'm a pretty good negotiator. I'm a, I have good sales. I'm a good salesman. And that's what I'm really looking forward to in Thailand, is just lowballing the shit out of everyone getting everything I want for like half the price that they ask. I'm gonna get this Gucci suit, a bunch of fake washes. You can even haggle at the pharmacy. I'll get my codeine for cheaper. I know, I feel like I talk about drugs too much and I don't want you guys thinking that I'm a huge drug user because I am, but I would rather you not think that. It's mostly, I'm mostly just an alcoholic. But I've developed a fucking allergy. If you know me, you may have seen this. My face turns disgustingly red occasionally. And there's, everyone wants to give their two cents. Like, well, have you tried Benadryl? Or, uh, blah, blah, blah. But there's three things that are always involved whenever my face turns. One of the three is a lack of sleep, not enough water drank before, or it's very warm out. And so I've been having a transition away from alcohol and into the realm of drug abuse, which, uh, I mean, I should probably just do nothing, but then I'd be fucking boring. Like, sure, I could totally live a sober life, but is that really what I want to do? Is that the, I couldn't be the person I want to be sober, and I don't want to be that guy. So I'm going to have fun until it becomes a problem. 
And then I'm going to check myself into passages in Malibu and uh, go around giving speeches to children about how you too can be a drug addict and alcoholic and turn your life around and still end up doing great <laughs> taking trips to Thailand which by the way I just weasels my way up to Economy Plus where I have the aisle seat now and an immense leg room and this is not my assigned seat and so it's really nice by the way this next podcast I'm about to put out with uh, Mike Eaton a little scared to drop it it's probably the most offensive thing I've ever recorded and it name drops some important people that I shouldn't have mentioned but hey, fucking publicity, right? Let's see what happens. And as MacGruber once said, there's a big difference between winging it and seeing what happens. But yeah, we were way too fucked up. I was so high, I don't really smoke weed, and I was so high that I kept forgetting what we were talking about. But uh, I think it was, it's gonna be the most hilarious one yet. No question. Either that or we were just that fucked up that we thought it was funny. But I don't know. Even when I went through to edit it, I, I was cracking up. And, and I edited out most of it, too. And I had to delete it. Now, the shitty thing, though, I was so fucked up that I accidentally deleted half of it. So, I'm going to have to do it again. Because this guy's so fucking funny. just want to give a, a shout-out to Prana Pants real quick. They sell them at REI. They're about 90 bucks, And... I've been wearing them for days straight, and I'm gonna wear them this entire trip straight. I'm sitting here sweating my ass off in these, and they're made of this antimicrobial fiber that is going to remain smelling fresh somehow. Some fucking witchcraft. Hopefully one day you guys will sponsor me. But uh, right now, I'm somewhere in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. Let's see, we got about six, seven hours left in the flight. I'm over here watching White Boy Rick halfway through. Uh, it wasn't as great as I thought it was going to be. What is this? T- I, don't, I don't want to do a fucking movie review. Makes me really hate cops more. Oh, oh, and they're coming through with the drinks. Listen, if you're going to take one thing away from this podcast episode, listen to this real, real close. If you bring an expired credit card or debit card or like a vanilla reloadable, onto an airplane they function offline when they're in the air so you can get anything you want for free I've been drinking and eating for free the entire time I've been flying every single time for years so uh, you're fucking welcome airlines are dicks they deserve to be defrauded I'm sorry did I say defrauded I meant um, I didn't know that card didn't work Uh, sorry about that yeah but just swipe it and it'll work every single time Except maybe in Russia when they require a chip, but that was the only time it's failed. I'm hoping the Anchor app that I use for all these will allow me to put some intro music on here. But you know, one of the things I've been thinking about is um, I'm thinking about just getting really fat. Because I've been, a lot of people say I have it so easy because I'm good looking. And, um, I want to be like, no, watch this. I'm going to get fat, and I'm still going to pull. But also, it'll make me way funnier on stage. And it'll be really fun eating whatever the fuck I want. I'm already kind of getting there. 
I can't even see my own ears in like a selfie picture. And also, as I'm saying this, I was just given a sandwich, a fucking, a poor excuse for a sandwich. It doesn't taste that bad, but it's about the size of a premature child. It's a, it's a hand, it's a, it's a miscarriage of a sandwich with a, a little bag of M&Ms, which is uh, not too mad at that. Yeah, this is a great hors d'oeuvre. I'm going to need about 11 more of these. I'm, I'm sitting up front right by, like, the curtain for first class so I can see in there. And it's funny how they just shut down the whole... They, like, seal the curtain from Economy Plus to first class. Like, we don't want any, any of you poor people getting in here. All right. I mean, I guess that's cool. If I was up there, I wouldn't want them up there either. I wouldn't want me up there. I don't know. I tried to sneak on first class last time I went to Thailand. And I made sure there was an open seat. And I sat in it. And um, I was already... People are a lot friendlier up there. They introduce each other as soon as you sit down. And the, the staff is like, they're happy to meet you. They're like a good waiter. And so I'm getting along with everyone. And they're like, oh, is that your seat? Uh, can I see your ticket? And I'm like, yeah, this is my seat. And they're like, oh, because hers says the same thing. And I was just like, oh, yeah, I was lying. I'm sorry, it was worth a try, though. And I stood up and just went back to my seat. And they were just like, what the fuck? I think they were dumbfounded for a second, and then they wanted to laugh, and then I was too far gone for them to join in my humor. By that point, I was in row 31 laughing by myself, relating to my commoner's about my failed attempt at temporary elitism. But uh, yeah, bringing drugs into other countries is, is really easy. It's the coming back part that's hard. Coming back into the States and going through customs and border patrol is fucking nerve-wracking. They're like staring at you, so like, so what you've been up to? Why'd you, do, why'd you go there? Where do you work? And I'm like, dude, I'm white. I can't even imagine what the rest of the people go through. I kind of dicks too. I, one guy said, "I, what was wrong with my leg? I have a limp or something." And I'm like, "Dude, that's how I walk. I don't know. I fucking got too tall too fast." But oh man, something I love doing on airplanes is ripping ass and just seeing how fast it travels as I look around and see it heat hit each person's nose. Like, just stealth bombing slowly with my asshole. But seriously, I need 11 more of those fucking sandwiches. That was pathetic. I'm starving. It's been, like, five hours. Actually, it's been, like, two hours since I finished 7,000 calories worth of snacks. Man, you ever had those chocolate gummy bears from Sprouts? Oh, you gotta go there. You gotta go to Sprouts right now and just sit there and just sample and don't buy anything see how long it takes for them to kick you out. Actually, they won't. They're pretty nice there. You want to play a fun game, see how long it takes for you to get kicked out of a candy store, like an actual one, because they're like on top of that shit. And they get mad. And it's really funny to watch people get mad about candy for children. I tried to play that game once on a, on a date with this girl. I was like, let's go in here and see how long we can sample candy until we get kicked out. And 
it took about, I don't know, I got a good good handful in. And then someone was like, hey, can you stop? You've been doing that for a while. And I was like, all right, sorry. And then she turned around and I kept doing it more. And um, the girl I was with thought it was funny. And then I'm like, all right, let's get out of here. Uh, wait, on second that, I'm going to actually get a bag of candy because now I'm hooked. You know that? It's like cocaine. I have a severe candy addiction. I knew it was hitting its lowest point when I was in a bathroom cooking up cookie dough on a spoon. <laughs> Tying myself off. Uh, no, but so I fill up a bag and I'm waiting in line. It's taking a little while, so I'm eating out of the bag, which you're not allowed to do. And uh, the guy, one of the cashiers is like, excuse me, sir, can I see your bag? I don't remember if he talked like that or if that's just how he was in my mind. I'm like, uh, yeah, sure, here. And he's like, I'm going to have to ask you to leave. You've been eating this entire store, which is basically stealing. And <laughs> I just like, just kind of like squat down, like lock eyes with him. And then I just turn around and just start grabbing a bunch of shit, pretending like I'm stealing it. And he's like, sir, stop that. <laughs> and I turn around, I'm like, I scream. This guy's a pedophile <laughs> in a candy store filled with children. And then, uh, yeah, and then I left. And I feel like I shouldn't have to mention I was hammered. That should just be a given in any of my stories. Dude, I feel like I fucking told this story on the podcast before. Sorry. Or maybe it was that part that I accidentally deleted half of. If I ever repeat myself on here, I'm really sorry. And I'm starting to, starting to come up on this dosage here. And thinking, what, what do you think would happen if I just started screaming at the top of my lungs? Just for no reason. Like someone would come over to me and then i just be like, I just, it, I might, I, it makes my throat feel good to do that. And then they'd be like, can you just, you can't do that. What if I was just like, well, stop me. And we just have to wait 10 hours to land in China so I can get a citation for being loud. We really, there's a lot of liberties we take for granted, especially on airlines. We just, we really trust the people around us. I don't want to say too much because it seems to be working. But it's nice. It's a nice little society we've built here for us. I'm not worried about anything right now going wrong. Driving's a different story. I'm, I'm very impressed every time someone doesn't intentionally hit my car or me. I have a, I'm terrified of crosswalks. So, you know, you never know. It's just going to be someone's having a bad day, and. Uh, you're the sole purpose. You walking across the street are the sole purpose that they're not getting to their destination three minutes earlier. And they're like, you know what? I've had enough. And they just floor it and just mow you down in, into a pancake, a strawberry pancake of the man you once were. So yeah, we're, we're doing pretty good as a society. Or what if I just started recording this podcast super loud? What if I just started screaming to get to, for emphasis like I usually do when I'm not in public? I should get a guest on. 
I should buy someone a drink to come join this. Nah, fuck that. I'm way funnier than anyone on this plane. Actually, you know, you can't underestimate people like that. There's probably a good... Every single person on this plane has a story. Everyone's been somewhere. Everyone's got something. Everybody here knows something that I don't know. And then collectively, we can all come together and make up this mega-conscious cyborg being <laughs> the Elon Musk future of brain fusion where you can Google things without by just thinking about them. Dude, I'm fucking definitely, definitely on acid right now. But the important part is I'm cranking out content and this is going to go up. It's going to get 100 plays. I'm going to make like 15 cents and it's going to take me one step further to making a thousand bucks. I'm up to seven right now. About. Almost. I just realized I had left the overhead storage compartment above me open for probably the last hour. I was just hanging down there. I'm periodically pausing and resuming this. Yeah, but back to what I was saying about accepting your death on an airplane. I, uh, I don't feel the same if you happen to be taking a shit in the bathroom at, the, at that point when the turbulence was going up. I don't know. I don't, I don't think I'd be able to handle that. Have you guys ever experienced like really bad turbulence where it's, it's, it's like you think you're going to die or am I just, I was never like concerned with that stuff until I realized the statistics of dying in a crash are very, very low, but I fly so much that my odds are higher than most people. And I convinced myself that <laughs> I'm probably at a higher risk flight death. And um, it's been getting to me to the point where anytime there's a little rumble, my, my rectum turns into a, a baby hand just clenching. To where if I didn't feel that sphincter security while I'm in the bathroom, everything's just out in the open. Oh man, I'd lose it in a lot of different ways. Lose a lot of... <laughs> A lot of mental patients, a lot of bodily fluids, and just every, <laughs> every circular muscle would just open like a donut. And just, I start crying and peeing. Oh my. <laughs> oh, every pore in my body would open. I just start sweating profusely. <laughs> I'm getting, I have, to stop. I have to stop recording this. <laughs> no, actually, no. I would turn into a giant donut. <laughs> it's just <laughs> void of meaning. And <laughs> if I was taking a shit in an airplane while it was going down, I don't know, man. Why'd you bring this up? Oh, yeah, it's just me talking to myself here. Yeah, just another day in the life of my brain so let's interview uh, myself so hey self what's what's going on well first of all I think you're fucking weird for doing acid on a plane um yeah uh, I could see where you're coming from but I think you're boring for not wanting to do that yourself well <laughs> 
Well, I think you guys are both fucking insane for talking to yourselves. <laughs> I gotta go. Well, I believe another ten hours has passed since, uh, I don't know. This podcast is just a colostomy bag for my brains. Oh yeah, something else about Thailand. If you need water and you don't have any money and you're like, but I, I'm going to die if you don't give me water. They're just like, yeah, so are the rest of us. That's why you need to have money. We all fucking work for it. All right, tune in next week for another podcast.